0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: Shall we begin? 你只好圖 BFM eighty nine point nine. You are listening to Popcorn Culture with Arvin and Shamila. And man, are we glad we didn't review Aquaman this weekend. <laughs> a different <laughs> Abangade, actually. Aquaman. Now
0: that you think about it.
1: Oh yeah, a different mm. Abangade. Yeah, but like very quickly, we want to say that we won't be reviewing Aquaman this year. Uh, maybe at some point when it's out on streaming, we'll see. But probably not. But we wanted to dedicate. Uh, both of this week's lot to local productions. So we will be reviewing the very interesting Pandatang tomorrow. And today we're starting things off with Abang Ade, which I don't think there's any point in hiding it. We both absolutely loved.
0: Absolutely loved. Um, Actually got sort of pushed and, and and wanted to make sure we managed to review it in time because it's been getting so much buzz. Uh, it started off in the festival circuit. It's been, you know, bagging mm-hmm. awards and nominations and praise, finally arrived here in the cinemas. And to be honest, I thought we might miss it because, you know, usually local films don't, Stay in the cinema very long Um, So I'm really glad that it's doing so well And I hope as many people as possible Go catch it in the cinema Because it's such a good film It's not just one of the best Malaysian films I've seen It might even be one of the best films I've seen Period It's easily
1: in my this year's top 10 Um, Easily, easily in top 10 Um, So just a quick synopsis of the the movie, right? So it's the story of two brothers who live below the poverty line in KL. Um, Abang is a deaf mute and Ade or Adi uh, takes questionable jobs for money. And both are basically stateless and undocumented. Uh, Locals with no IC, no my card. And Abang's situation is a lot more complicated than addicts. And we won't get into the details as to why, but his situation is a lot more complex. Um, Something happens in the middle of the movie that adds even more chaos to their lives and their lives are chaotic and and it's a struggle as it is. But this event just throws the whole thing topsy-turvy and upside down. But that's basically the story told over the course of two hours in I think one of the best-paced movies that I've ever seen this year...
0: Yeah, I think that about really captures it. And I would really recommend going in without knowing too much about the storyline. I think this kind of premise is more than enough. Um, mm. and we'll also try not to spoil it at all, um, in the course of this review. I think it's important to say that, um, the, the movie is really doing two things at once, right? This notion of statelessness, what it means to be undocumented, how it colors every aspect of their life is is sort of ever present in this movie. It's, it colors everything they do. You see it in, uh, big and small things from the fact that, um, At one point, Adik talks about, well, I hate having to take the bus everywhere. I can't even buy a bike. Mm. I don't have a license. To the jobs they have, to how they live, right? So there's that. But then on a more human level, and that's where it gets really important, the movie is really just about the relationship between two brothers um, caught in extremely challenging and difficult circumstances and how, how... the things that are already difficult about life become almost impossible when you live in the kind of uh, system and scenarios that they live in.
1: Yeah. And, you know, like, normally we get about 21, 22 minutes on every episode to review a movie, and, and most times it's enough, right? And this is one of those times when I would have liked to have had an hour-long show or an hour-long episode to discuss Abangade as a movie. Um, because, like you said, there's, there's so much to unpack, and maybe this show isn't the time or the place, but it is... It is the Quay Lapis of movies, right? Um, there's uh, there's social commentary about undocumented locals and their struggles, um, how much power like a simple IC has that defines you um, and your experience as as a person, as a Malaysian. Um, the, about poverty in the city in KL, about you know among urban life, um, and then then there's stuff about the justice system, about law representation of the poor human trafficking uh, NGOs and the backbreaking work that they do that isn't even a part of their job scope and all of this like I said before right it's beautifully told over two hours without shoving anything in your face and I think more importantly without dumbing it down for the audience the movie treats the audience as very intelligent um very in the know and in tune with with uh, social issues and, and social problems and the movie isn't pointing fingers and telling you like oh look like this is what's happening in kl and this is what you should take note of it's a it's a kind of if you know you know sort of situation
0: without dumbing it down without turning preachy um, because, mm. you know, it's not sort of saying human trafficking and, and statelessness, do something about it to the extent that it's taking away or, or moving away from um, the very human story at the heart of it. In fact, it, it allows the... Humanity of the Characters, whether the two leads that we we spend most of our time with, but even everyone else in the story, right? Other migrants, um, not just stateless Malaysians, but, um, you know, uh, migrant workers, other undocumented people and how difficult this sort of life is for them. Um, and the movie kind of takes you along on it without... Without lecturing at you, and I think that's a that's a tough line to take with a topic like this. It's very important. It's very immediate, um, and I think the best way to get people to empathize with very real people caught in these situations is actually to help you see that they're human, right? And that they go through the same that they have the same emotional landscapes that we do. And this movie does that so well. Um, of course, the acting is such an important part of this, and I and and I really want to get to that later, but. Um, I love how this movie uses KL, Kuala Lumpur, um, particularly, yeah. uh, you know, the certain areas of KL, the Pudu with the KLCC Bukit Bintang's in the background um, to really give you a sense of, how different the city can be for people who aren't privileged. Uh, a lot of praise went towards Prebet Sapu um, last year about um, you know, how it managed to capture a very particular side of KL. And I feel like Abang Ade does that in a very different way. It's not so noir, um, but it's much more uh, you know markets and and back alleys and low-cost flats. But it feels very... So when I say it's not noir, it's because these feel so lived in. They feel like Mm. spaces that, you know, you can walk into and probably can walk into if you just took a left turn out of Bukit Bintang.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I think if I had to list like top three favourite things in the movie, the depiction of KL would have to be either number two... Like it's somewhere in the middle. I wouldn't say number one because I think the emotional punch of the movie is is way up top. But then the next best thing would be the depiction of KL, um, and I think this is something that everyone who loves KL will say, right? It's the it's a city of chaos and extremes, um, and that's its brand, right? The charm that the city has, and and this movie has a way of showing you the parts of KL that, frankly. Most people pretend not to see because we Mm. have our suburban bubbles, uh, our Subangs and TTDIs and Damansaras and Monkiaras. But at the same time, you have your squatter areas and your low cost flats, uh, the rundown, the ultra poor, um, like whole neighborhoods that are just like literally falling apart, just falling apart as the days go by. And there's a whole underbelly in KL that we don't put on the on the postcards and the brochures, but it's a big part of what drives the city you know, and and the the downtown city center and the people who who live there, like have lives and homes and families in in those parts. Um, and I just I love love love. How this movie captures all of that we, uh, and again captures all of that without shoving it in your face without telling you like oh this is what we're doing
0: you used the word locals earlier um, and I think that's actually a really great way to think about how the, the, the interplay between the spaces and the people right because I grew up in the center of KL, um, a lot of these uh, parts are places that are deeply familiar to me. I've I've either driven by them or taken buses there or even gone there to buy food or, you know, um, Pudu is so familiar to me. Mm. Um, And watching it in this movie, I loved how they managed to simultaneously make it seem familiar. Um, so you, you, if you're from KL, you recognize it. You're like, oh, I know that jalan, I know that shop. But at the same time, also turn it into something quite unusual. Um, it almost feels like this is a KL that belongs to the people there, um, the ones who have been forced to make a home there, right? And for whom it's both a home, but also deeply dangerous. They uh, need spaces to hide. They need places um, where they can eat, but also uh, need to work and perhaps be cheated or beaten up. So um, yeah. it, it shows you a KL in a, in a very new way, a new way that we, sh- we sort of know, but often choose to ignore, I think. Also a brutally honest way. Like yeah. Some of some of them
1: cannot leave, even if they wanted to. Some of them don't want to be there, right? Um, but yes, we are talking about Abang Ade on today's show. Um, have you seen it? Do you plan to watch it? Have you been um, catching the buzz? Have you been reading about Abang Ade? Let us know. WhatsApp us on 018-789-8899. Find us on X and on Instagram at BFM Radio. Or you could write to us at movies at bfm.my.
0: Be free. Malaysia. BFM. Eighty
1: nine point nine. The Business Station. photo B F M eighty nine point
0: nine.
1: You are listening to Popcorn Culture with Arvin and Sharmila and we are talking about Abang Adik, directed by Jin Ong, starring Kang, starring Kang Rin Wu, Sari, and Jack Tan. Um, Kang Ren Wu plays Abang, and Jack Tan plays Adik. Um, I think it's time to talk about the performances and the acting, yes. which is, oh my God. Um, some of it is just calling it an emotional punch or them using you as an emotional punching bag, I think is an understatement. There are some Powerful, powerful performances here.
0: So you mentioned earlier, right, that Awang is hearing impaired, and so a lot of uh, the movie actually relies on sign language. Um, and then there is um, largely it's in uh, I want to say Cantonese. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and then there's some Malay woven in. And mm-hmm. I think the performances are so pitch perfect, right? Like each each of the actors in the in the main roles really knock it out of the park. They're so so um, they feel real. They feel like they are characters, whether it's the body language, whether it's the way they move in the spaces they occupy. And then on top of it, they just have such great chemistry. Um, you know, there are lots of scenes. These are these are two brothers who are alone in the world, right? And, and mm-hmm. they've been forced to contend with incredible challenges as they've grown up. And there's a... I think capturing the the love and the relationship between the two of them, but also at other points, moments of tension or where they don't agree, you believe that they are brothers and you believe that they love each other. And I think that's so important for the story they're trying to tell.
1: So, so important. Um, also, I felt it was so important for them to reserve some of the some of the heavy acting and the heavy performances for the real heavy scenes. Um, And I know that sounds like straightforward to say, but what I mean is like a movie like this could have been hammy um, if it was not done carefully or or not done smartly. Like we've seen movies that are meant to be emotional and meant meant to pack a punch, like emotionally uh, meant to be sentimental. And then all of the movies sentimental or all of the movie have these sort of like heavy performances and, and them trying to, you know, emotionally manipulate you into like, you know, crying or feeling something most of the movie, we will say that as much as we're talking about it being a very, very good movie, and it is, a lot of the movie is slow. And I think that's important to understand. A lot of the movie is, is very atmosphere building, vibe building. There are a lot of slow scenes, long scenes, um, you know, panning across like just like vistas or hills or cities. And most of the heavy scenes or the scenes that make the movie are few and fine between and they reserve those big acting moments for those scenes and i think doing it that way right packs a a, a, a a bigger punch and it has so much more effect than if the whole movie was sort of heavy or hefty
0: so by the time i went to watch abangade in the cinema i had heard so much from people about how you know they emerged with puffy eyes and how they cried so much and mm-hmm. how it's 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 sort of intense right i mean it's almost become a thing for people to post selfies after watching it with like you know, puffy eyes and tissues. Yeah. And and something like that can often be, count. sometimes can end up being counterproductive because you go in with a sort of expectation. Uh, I will say, didn't work. I emerge also with puffy eyes, like I bawled mm-hmm. through half the movie. Um, but it doesn't feel manipulative. Um, and I think it doesn't feel manipulative because the situation that the characters are in are painted so, uh, with so much reality um, and so much... Uh, truth, really, that it can't be manipulative because actually Abang and Ade are representative of so many people who live this life, right? Um, And so I think that coupled with the fact that the acting, like you said, both the actors know exactly when to kind of do the big emotional scene Mm. or monologue or whatever. And then there are all those quiet scenes that you talked about, which is actually just them having a meal or shopping for clothes and and doing these very human everyday things. And, and the camera just kind of gives it space to breathe and let them kind of fill fill the, fill the scene with their personalities. Um, and so I think that balance is really, really nice. And, and it's also why I think, uh, because uh, Jin Ong both wrote and directed the film, I think the the script, but also the, the the pacing of the film and the way it's shot actually does a lot of heavy lifting as well.
1: And also the, the the characters are so subversive, right? Um, normally, you get movies like this where they are they are hardened because of their circumstances, because of their their lives, uh, or the kind of lives that they have to lead, are forced to lead, and you get people who are, you know, rough and tough. Um, Very emotionally constipated, you know, very subtle with the emotions. But both these brothers are tender, like both the characters, Um, even though some of the jobs that they do are not tender by nature and are very, very illegal downright. (laughs) But they are tender characters with one another, Um, which is why I think like I wanted to ask you, how would you like what bracket would you put this movie in? How would you categorize this movie? Because to me, despite the heaviness um, and the heft of the subject matter, to me, it's a love story. Um, It's a positive story. Um, It's not easy to watch. Like you keep your tissues ready for sure on standby. It gets heavy. A lot of it is very depressing. But at the heart of the whole thing, I feel it's a story of just pure, genuine, unconditional love.
0: Love story is interesting. Um, I maybe wouldn't have landed on that only because it's it's more a family story than a love story, right?, mm-hmm. uh, but I absolutely get it. I, I think love stories is a great way to describe it. I would call it a family drama, um but that feels a little diminishing because it's it's not really drama feels like it's adding a kind of layer to it that it's not true, um because it almost feels. Yeah. Actually, Love Story is great, Larvin. I, I concur. I think now I'm going to steal yours and just use it for, you know, when I tell other people.
1: Because there is a vibe to it, I feel like. Even with the, the way it's shot, the colours, the tone, the music, it's very... It's not a romantic story, but I would say it's a love story, um, which is also your 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 mention of the word drama, right? I wanted to say that it's easy to think of dramas and slow burns like this that are movies that can be saved for streaming. Like, sure, you know, if that's like, you know, it's people's money and their choice. But this movie, I feel, needs to be seen in the cinema. Um, the cinematography is eye candy, uh, the colors, the warmth, the coziness, even though nothing is cozy about the places and spaces that we see, right? But this is a very, very cinematic movie. Even though you won't get action and the boom, pow, any big like set pieces, it should be enjoyed in a nice big cinema hall. And if you can choose the bigger screen, if you know which hall has the bigger screen, then I think you should watch it in the bigger screen if you haven't seen already.
0: Oh, I absolutely think you should catch it in the cinema for a couple of reasons. One, it is actually a great cinema movie. Um, Hmm. Being (laughs) movies that Movies that make you cry, I always feel, are worth catching in the cinema because there's something about the sitting in the dark, watching the credits, you know, swell, the music, um, the sound surrounding you that that has that emotional heft to it. Uh, but also, you know, we talked so much about this whole capturing of KL. Uh, the cinematographer, by the way, is Karthik Vijay. Um, and watching that on a big screen is a real treat um it's it's never fun. The gale of this movie is not fun, uh, but it is emotional and and I think if you are Malaysian, if you're familiar with the landscapes of our cities, it's a very emotional experience watching it in the big screen and also local cinema local films I, I feel like if you can yeah. watch a local film in the cinema, it's so worth giving them your money, especially a movie like this, especially
1: a movie like this um also, I would recommend this to anyone. Like normally we talk about this, right? Who, you, who would you recommend the movie to? Um, and sometimes we select different kinds of people. I would say that, again, it's not, it's not the kind of like cheerful year-end movie that you walk into and it's not Wonka. Um, but it's a movie that I would recommend to anyone who want, wants to watch a good movie in the cinema. Even if you don't want to do the support local thing, as a movie, it's just a good movie. Even if you forget the fact that it's a local production,
0: I don't think you even need to be Malaysian, right? Because then there are those Malaysian mm. films which are special to Malaysians, and and there are a few like that. Like, oh, yeah. you know, if you're if you're Malaysian, this is worth watching. I think this is this is one of those films that I can understand why it's doing so well in the festival circuit because it's um, it's relatable to anyone anywhere. Um, if you can just kind of let yourself. Be okay with the subtitles, which most Malaysians are fine with. Um, I also would recommend this to to anybody who loves good storytelling and good characters.
1: I, I was so afraid it was going to be a, a festival circuit only thing, and yeah. then I saw I think over the weekend that it made like two point two million ringgit or
0: something. And you um, can see them actually; uh, the cinemas have been increasing the the, yes. the the showings, which is a really good sign, especially with Aquaman coming out. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I will say though, don't don't you know let that make you think that you have all the time in the world with local films. You can never tell. So, like, watch it in the cinema if you can.
1: Watch it as soon as possible when you can. So, we've been talking about Abang Ade on today's show. Um, Have you seen it? Are you planning to see it? Let us know, 018-789-8899 on WhatsApp. You can also find us on X and Instagram at BFM Radio, Or you can write to us at movies at bfm.my.